Thank you for joining us for another podcast from Covenant Community Church. And now, today's message from Senior Pastor John Lofton. So today I want to continue the series, uh, and I want to pick up where we left off uh, last Sunday, because I first gave you uh, some clues on what can cause your lights to go dim. So you got to go listen to the podcast on that one. And then I uh, came last Sunday, and I started talking about, well, uh, or two Sundays before that, I started talking about, well, what can we do in our lives to make sure that our lights continue to shine brightly? So we started on that uh, a couple of Sundays ago, so I want to continue on that and uh, so that we can continue to learn more about what that light is. Now, we're talking about the Holy Spirit. Uh, there's a good scripture for you here, 2 Corinthians 5.17. 2 Corinthians 5.17, write this down. Uh, listen to me fast, because i got to talk fast. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, if anyone be in Christ, he is a new creation. He is a new creation. It's the same word uh, where God created, bakra in the Hebrew. It's the same Greek word, a new creation, a new creation. That means that you haven't been rehabilitated or reeducated. That means that you are renewed, That's right. right? You are reborn, which means that there is something that had never been before. In other words, that's what that means. You are renewed. You are a new creature. Old things have passed away. All, behold, all things have become new. So what does that all things mean? That means that you should be a new person in Jesus Christ. There should be a newness of life about you. You should have a new outlook on life. You should not allow the same people who used to tick you off, tick you off anymore because you took the power back from them. And when, you, when people get you in a mood and when they get you all mad and vexed in your spirit, that means that you are giving them too much power and too much control over your life and what you have to do is take the power back and when they come around you you're praying you pray you pray they don't even know you're praying you're speaking in tongues while they're talking to you because because basically you just want to give them a good pimp slap but but on the inside your spirit is saying love them maybe you might not be like me but i'm telling you some folks i got to be prayed up I know y'all saying, man, we got to pray for that pastor. <laughs> and you do. You need to pray for me. And guess what? I'm going to pray for you too. <laughs> Praise God, because that's real. Amen. Amen. Come on now. Y'all looking at me all holy. You in church. No, pastor, I don't ever want to slap anybody. I'm just, I'm just holy all the time. Uh-huh. All things have become new because you have a new outlook on life, a new perspective on life. Now you don't allow good to destroy your greater. See, you're not, we're not supposed to settle just for being good. We should go into greatness. Amen. God has called each and every person to greatness. And you can't really accomplish greatness in him. Let me just qualify this. Greatness in him. Because there's a lot of people might have a lot of money and they do a lot of things and they go anywhere they want to go. But just because they do all of those things does not mean that they're happy. You can have a bank account with millions of dollars in it and still be void inside. That's why you find Hollywood people overdosed because of that void, amen? But when you are in Christ, you got him inside of you. Now, he don't give you happiness. He gives you joy. Amen. See, there's a difference between happiness and joy. We're not in the pursuit of happiness because, see, I'm in the pursuit of joy because happiness happens on what's happening on the outside. Uh, what happens on the outside, outside stimuli. And so when things happen different on the outside, then your happiness change. That's why when a woman says, well, he's not making me happy or she's not making me happy. Why? Because they changed. 
and your happiness is going to change with what's happening. But see, joy doesn't come from the outside. Joy comes from the inside. For Jesus says, it was the joy that was set before me that I endured the cross. I don't believe Jesus was happy about going to the cross, but he took joy that on the other side he was going to meet his father. See, joy, joy on the inside of you, you would get in the same situation and the vicissitudes of life can hit you the same way. But when you got joy on the inside, you can get hit, but you still have a smile on your face. That's joy. Jesus didn't come to make us happy. He came to fill us with joy. For the Bible said, for it was the joy of the Lord which I got my strength from. See, when you get hit with a debilitating something in your life, a health issue or family member passing, you got to have some joy inside of you or you will be overcome. Because your outlook is going to determine how you come out of that situation. Hello, somebody. Let's pick it up from last week. We talked about three things that we need to do to get our life shining brightly. I talked about being devoted, dedicated, and determined. First thing is being devoted to prayer. We talked about that last, a uh, couple of weeks ago, right? Uh, we, we must be praying people, saints of God. We, this world needs our prayers. I don't know if you saw what the uh, state legislator did in Mississippi. They brought prayer back to school. In Mississippi of all places. Well, I, I'm from down there, so you got to say it right. It's Mississippi. See, you, you guys are so proper, you say Mississippi. But down there, we say Mississippi, we, you know, because it's just, it's just too many letters. <laughs> it's, just too, it's just too many letters, and so we say Mississippi. Like, you know, you guys say uh, New Orleans. Y'all just so proper. But from Mobile, Alabama, we, we, we said Nolans. <laughs> it's Nolans. It's just, just too, many, too many syllables in there, right? We just had to take some of that stuff out. Praise God. And so, so they just passed that to bring prayer back to school. It's a start. So we got to continue to pray for other legislators to do the same thing. Amen. Because the re, the, 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 when they took prayer out of school, the guns came in. So they're trying to figure out if, if, if it's going to be more gun control. No, you need more prayer. If you leave the prayer in, you won't need gun control. So anytime you take God out of something, you become tobu wabohu. Amen? So when somebody asks me, what's going on, tobu? <laughs> what is that, wabohu? <laughs> Are you from Kenya? <laughs> well, does the church have an answer? Yes, tobu! I don't quite get that. I know why, Bohu. Void and formless. See, when you take God out, sin comes in. Because, see, it's not a gun issue, saints. Let me just, let me just clear some stuff up here. Because I know all the pundits on television are trying to tell you about his gun control. We've got to have better gun control laws. The problem is not gun control. The problem is sin. And, see, when the church don't understand what the root cause really is, then we're following behind people who can't lead you. Because you're supposed to be led by the spirit, not by, by a political party. So the issue is sin. You take the sin out, you won't need all of this gun control. 
And by the way, the Constitution only works when people live right. When the founding fathers wrote the Constitution, he, they wrote the Constitution believing that people will actually live right. So when you live wrong, the Constitution don't apply to you. Oh, boy, y'all looking at me with that deer in the headlights look now. Pastor, I ain't never heard that before. That's why you in here. <laughs> so you can hear what truth sounds like. Because we've been hearing all these political figures yow yowing in our ear for so long, we don't even know what truth is anymore. And so that's what you're going to get in here is truth. I'm not in any one of those pockets, Democrats or Republican. I, I think they're all doing a horrible job. And it just didn't start in the last eight years. They've been doing a horrible job since they started. <laughs> Tell you that right now. I don't know about you, but I don't have more money in my pocket. Do you? Well, that just didn't happen in the last few years. Anyway, y'all looking at me crazy. Okay, so, so let's get back into this. Prayer, prayer, prayer is, is what we need to do. The Bible says, if, if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sins and I will bless their land. I will heal their land. Prayer is vitally important for the church. You must be devoted to prayer. And then we talked about we must be devoted to praise and worship. Praise and worship. We talked about the seven uh, Hebrew words for praise and worship. And we talked about two of them last Sunday. And I, I endeavor to get the next five today. So I'm going to talk real fast so I can get you guys out of here. Amen. So let's. <laughs> Second Chronicles chapter. Let's go to Second Chronicles 20. Second Chronicles 20. Second Chronicles 20. So we're going to go there first, and I'm going to start reading while you turn there for the sake of time. 2 Chronicles 20, verse 19. 2 Chronicles 20, verse 19. It says, Then the Levites of the children of the Kohathites and of the children of the Korathites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with voices loud and high, with voices loud and high. So they were praising God. Uh, let me give you a little backdrop here. Uh, J King Jehoshaphat was in charge at this particular time, and he was getting ready to go to battle. He was getting ready to go to war, and Jehoshaphat didn't have as many men as he wanted to have because, you know, when you're facing a serious battle, you want to have as many troops as you can, as you can muster up because you, you equate the amount of troops to winning. So if you have 20,000, 20, they got 2,000, you feel a little comfortable, right? But that's not God's math. <laughs> so God, God might see 20,000 but give you 300. Well, he did it with Gideon, right? And so he'll break you down a little bit so that you can put your faith in him and not in the men. See, see David got judged more severely because he counted the people instead of counting on God. And so, so that's where you have to be careful because God can do a lot more with a little than the world can with much. See, this, this is why it's vitally important that we stand for truth as a church, saints of God, and not allow what's going on in the world to determine what the church is going to do. We need to be influencing the world. He called us to be light and salt, which means we should influence people. Salt influences everything. When you add salt to meat, it, it acts as a tenderizer or it gives it flavor. You put salt on snow, what does it do? It transforms the snow, right? Salt is an influencer. We're supposed to be influencing the world, not being influenced by the world. Is this making sense at all? All right, so, so we're talking about 
praise and worship. And so when we go here, so they're getting ready to face this battle, and Jehoshaphat says, I don't have enough people, but we're going to praise God anyway. Verse 20 says, so they rose early in the morning. They went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, hear me, O Judah. Now he's getting ready to encourage the people, you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. That's a, that's a, I know you probably already heard that one before. It says, believe your prophets. And you shall prosper. Anybody ever heard that scripture before? Nobody? Anybody by show of hands? Okay, that's a great scripture. Because if you believe on God's prophets, you will prosper because they're going to give you the truth. Okay. Okay. So, so he said in verse 21, and when he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord. Now, they're getting ready to go to war, and Jehoshaphat said, let's have a praise time. So he sent them out who's going to sing to the Lord and who should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and were, and were saying, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. So notice it says that they shall praise the beauty of holiness, the beauty. Where is it on here? I don't see it. Next verse, come on. All right. No, 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 no. Come on, come on, keep on going. Oh, right there. That word, the. You see that word? Underline that word. The beauty of holiness. Now go to Psalm 29 and 2. Psalm 29 and 2. Psalm 29 and 2. Hope you're taking good notes or recording this so that you can go back and, and read these scriptures again. Because you can't learn unless you recapitulate on what the preacher is preaching. Psalms 29 and 2. You're already reading ahead of me, aren't you? It says, give unto the Lord the glory due to his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. You see that? So there's a difference between worshiping the beauty and worshiping in the beauty. Oh, I get a lot of mmm, I got an amen and a hmm. Okay, let's see if I can break this down in North Carolina English. So let me see if I can break it down like this. Last Sunday, I, I talked to you a little bit about the tent of meetings. You guys remember that? That was the tent that Moses set up in Hebrew. It's called the Ohel Moed. And it's the tent of meetings. And so it was the tabernacle, and it set up a certain way. So I, I don't have time to go into all of where the furniture is and all that good stuff. The only part I want to talk about is the Holy of Holies this time. Because when they did a sin offering back in the Old Testament, everybody, all of the people had to bring a sacrifice. Even the high priest had to have a sacrifice to bring. So what they had to do, they had to get the blood of that sacrifice because the high priest, once a year, somebody say once a year. Once a year, the high priest had to go behind the veil that protected the Ark of the Covenant. Now, now, commentaries say that that curtain, it was a curtain, was about as thick as a man's hand. Now, that's a pretty thick curtain. So that's how thick it was because it had to contain the glory of God. And so that high priest, once a year, somebody say once a year? Once a year with, his, with the blood of his sacrifice and the blood of all of the people's sacrifice, he will go behind the veil and he would sprinkle on the Ark of the Covenant seven times so that the sins of the people would be rolled back until next year. Did you, did you catch that? See, see, Jesus didn't roll back our sin. He took our sins away, right? So Jesus is our high priest today. So, but what would happen was as the high priest begins to slip 
behind the veil, the people outside of the tent, they was praising God. That's what they were doing. They were praising. They were praising the beauty of holiness. But the high priest was praising in the beauty of holiness. Why? Because the high priest was in close proximity to where the glory was. And so he was praising in the beauty of holiness. In other words, one was done because they just praised God for who he is. The other one praised God before for who he is in them. So praising in the beauty of holiness means that you have an intimacy with God. That's why the Bible says, let everything that have breath praise God. So you can be an atheist and praise God. That's why you can see p- people pelvic th- thumping on the, that stage up there. They doing all that gyrating and singing. And then they get the, re- the award and they go, oh, we just praise God. Wait a minute, you just finished <laughs> showing your tail. And now you want to praise God for showing your tail? Well, they have to. Because the Bible says, let everything that have breath praise God. But they can't worship. Because worship is, you got to have an intimacy with him to worship him. See, that's why worship is so vitally important in a church. That when you worship God, everybody else disappear. Why? Because uh, it doesn't matter what they do. Because you're here to worship him. Amen? So, so we're going to learn how to worship in the beauty of holiness. And so, so... Uh, I talked about two Hebrew words um, last week. Is barak, means to kneel or to bow down, and halal. Halal means to praise or to make a show or rave or to boast or be clamorous, uh, which means that sometimes people, people, sometimes people just don't have a nice little sweet praise. Sometimes you go to a church and somebody yell out, wow! Well, they're not crazy. You just don't understand what they had to go through. Because, see, if you don't understand the different types of praise, you might be looking at somebody thinking they're doing something outside of the will of God, but because you don't know, you might be the one outside of the will. So, so bowing down is one form. Halal is another form, vigorously praising God. There are some people that can run around the church. I remember one time we was at Free Chapel, 2,500 folks in this church. And this one brother, I don't know how, it had to be the Holy Spirit. This brother was on the back row. He jumped the wow! It was in worship. That brother ran on top of the chairs. Yes, on top of the chairs, went down from one end of the altar to the other end of the altar, got back on top of the chairs, ran back to his seat, and sat down like nothing happened. <laughs> I can't even remember his name, but he did that. I said, me and all the other deacons were looking at each other and said, what are we going to do? I said, I ain't doing nothing. <laughs> I said, that brother is in Moses' lineage. <laughs> He's part in his church. I'm not messing with him. So, so you might have looked at that and go, that ain't even real. Well, I don't know anybody that can jump up and walk on top of the chairs, jump down, shout from one end of the altar to the next, go right back and sit down like nothing happened. Didn't fall, didn't get hurt. See, when you fall out in the floor and you get hurt, you wasn't in the spirit. You should have had no business falling out in the first place. <laughs> All that fakery. That's why when I lay hands on you, I'm looking at you. I'm looking, you better not fall out unless it's God. I ain't lying. Because when I lay hands on people, I ain't even looking for you to fall out. Because, see, it's not how you fall out. It's how you get up. See, see, when they asked Jesus, whom do you seek? Jesus asked them, whom do you seek? They said, Jesus of Nazareth. They fell down backwards. But they still got up and rested him. So falling out don't mean nothing. It's how you get up. 
It's how you act when you get up, right? Amen. So don't you don't have to give me no courtesy drop. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, y'all ready to get into this thing? Ecclesiastes 3 and 1 says everything has a season. Everything has a season. Somebody say everything has a season. And sometimes we might want a Barak, but sometimes we might halal. But then there's another one called Shabak. Shabak. Somebody say Shabak. Somebody say Shabak. Shabak means to address in a loud tone, a loud adoration, a shout, proclaim with a loud voice, and the word unashamed. You Shabak God. So in other words, you might be a little quiet worshiper, but not everybody is. Some people want to Shabbat. And since there are so many ways you can worship God and express your, your love for him, we don't have the right to judge people who might be loud and those who are sitting there just weeping. I'm educating you so that you can stop judging people. And oh, by the way, if you was worshiping anyway, you don't have time to be looking at what everybody else is doing. But when you're sitting there like this, <laughs> man, we already know what your mind is on. It's not on God. Amen? So I'm just trying to get your hearts right because we worship him because of who he is. Amen? He's worthy to be praised. Now, you, uh, your life might be just wonderful. I mean, my God, the birds sing louder, the trees are greener. I mean, the river of water is just so clean and pure and crisp. You know, you just, you just so holy. You just, you just holy. You're so holy, you can't even take a bath. Because every time you get in, the waters just part. You just, uh, you just so in there with God. But that's just not my testimony. See, I, 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 I need God in my life. And I worship him not for what he has done. Listen to me close. I worship God not for what he has done, and he has done a lot for me in my life. But I worship him for who he is. Because even if he doesn't do anything else for me, he's done enough. He saved my wretched soul. Right? He called me to be a pastor and not, like daddy used to say before he died, not every one of you would have been here in this church if I had disobeyed the call. Because it would not even be a covenant community church. So you see, sometimes when you make decisions for God, it's not about you. See, it was about you. I made the decision because it was about you. I needed to be here for you. And so I had to get my life right for you so that I can be used by God to get to you. See, it wasn't about Moses. It was about the people. Are you seeing this with me, saints? So I want you to see this, that when God calls you to do something, it is not about you. And when you disobey God, it might be some people that you were supposed to influence, but God couldn't use you because you were disobedient. Somebody says Shabbat. See, Shabbat God means you do things in a loud way. There's some of you guys in here that's kind of loud. Hallelujah. <laughs> and guess what? That's all right. I, I do like people who express themselves, but people who are just quiet, I'm, I'm okay with that too. Because I'm a loud worshiper anyway. 
But I'm just not trying to influence the people who are quiet. I'm too busy trying to get to God. Hello. So when we come to church to worship, you worship with a new experience, understanding that not everybody's going to worship the same way. And it's okay. It's perfectly all right. If you're quiet, praise God. That's your personality. If you're outspoken, glory to God. That's your personality. God didn't call you to change your personality. He gave it to you. This is why I preach like I preach, because I'm not changing for any of you. I'm not here to, to make friends either. I'm here to preach you the word. And so he uses my personality so that I can reach a certain group of people. I can't reach everybody, nor was everybody was supposed to be here. But you were. And I hope I can connect with you because you know that my life has been tumultuous. You know I've lived through some stuff. Right? You know that right out the gate that I, I didn't come off of the unbiblical core full of holiness. Some people got saved at six. That wasn't my testimony. It took me a long time. I was way in some years before I got saved. And so I, I've experienced a lot of things in life that you have. So I can relate to it. And when I can relate to it, then you say, man, that brother been through some stuff. So you can't take people where you've never been. So you're going through experiences and things in your life so that God can use you to help somebody else. Can somebody say amen? amen. Shabbat God. That means to shout loud. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. You in God. Let me give you another one. Tehillah. Tehillah. Is, it's music. Tehillah means to praise with song, a new song, a hymn of spontaneous praise, glorifying God with a song. It means singing with a melody in your heart by adding words to it. Have you ever been, you know, you're just driving, and the music is not even on, but there's a song that come up in your heart? Has anybody ever was awoken at night, and there was something, you just had a song when you woke up, and you don't even know, you brushing your teeth, and you're thinking, man, where did this song come from? It was in your spirit the night when you were sleeping. See, see, you were Tehillah. See, you was praising God while you were sleeping. And see, when you get up, you hear that song, and you just add the words to it, right? And you might not even know how to sing, but you add words to it. How many, how many of you don't know how to sing, but you sing anyway? Y'all joining me. Amen. Praise God. That's most of the church. Praise God. I am not like this praise team, you know, like Jackie and Asia and, 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 and Michelle have been singing today. I didn't, <laughs> not you, bro. Not you. I know how you sing. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we want to keep people in the church. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Randall be ready to shoot something. He said, did you hear that dog? <laughs> Praise God. Brad be grabbing his shotgun. But see, sometimes you can have a song in your spirit. And uh, I was telling Elaine about this song. I know I, I, I can't sing it, but we, we, we listened to it this morning, and I know most of you know it. And it, and it talks about something about, uh, when God said, you thought I was worth saving. See, we worship in all kinds of ways. We, we to hello God. So that's in song because you might wake up with a song. You can't even sing because I don't believe I can. Amen. And there's another one called Toda. Toda. Toda means an extension of the hand. That means that you lift your hands. Come on, somebody lift your hands right now. See, so you know there are some people that won't even lift their hands to God because they are ashamed. You know what they're ashamed of? I don't know. 
I'm asking you. Y'all going to tell me? <laughs> Y'all thought I had some profound answer, right? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I ain't lying. I have no idea. I don't. I, don't, I, don't, I, I just have no idea. It might, I don't know what they're ashamed of, but I will give you a scripture. Can you want it? Jesus says, if you are ashamed of me before men on the earth, Jesus said, I will be ashamed of you in heaven before my father. So if we are ashamed to lift our hands to Jesus on the earth, I'm just glad I'm not in your place. Because if you call yourself a Christian, I'm just, I'm only talking to Christians. If you're not saved, I'm not talking to you. Because this don't apply to you. Worship only applies to people who are saved. If you're saved, I think you have something to praise God for. Knowing that you couldn't have done it by yourself. That it took a sinless person to die for you. Because you were worth saving. You were worth keeping. And you were worth dying for, saints of God. If you don't catch anything else today in this message, just walk out of this church knowing that you were worth it. There are so many things that uh, can hinder us. I don't know about you, but I've, I've failed at a lot of stuff. So when I felt like God was calling me to pastor, I was like, oh, no, no, no. You got the wrong one, baby. And it really didn't have anything to do with, I didn't feel like I was anointed or qualified, because I don't even get into all of that stuff anyway. I didn't want to fail God. Because I had already failed at so many things. And I was allowing my failure to define me, therefore I couldn't even capitalize on my future. Because Apostle Paul says, you got to let go of your past. Because if, if your hands are already full of your past, you can't grab your future. So you got to let go of some stuff so that you can grab what God has for you. And somebody in here right now, you're you defining your life by what happened to you. Somebody in here right now, you're defining your life by what your daddy didn't do for you. And you're blaming your daddy when you need to take responsibility and move on with your life. You know, I didn't have my dad. I didn't have my mama. There's a lot of people didn't have a mom and daddy, but they're doing great. Now, I'm sorry that you don't have that, but you do have a daddy. And he's better than any mom and dad on the earth. Amen. We hope you've been blessed by today's powerful teaching. Thank you for your continued prayers and financial support of this ministry. Visit us in person at 5805 West Highway 74 in Indian Trail, North Carolina. That's near Lowe's Hardware. Or you can find us on the web at www.changeatc3.org. That's change, C-H-A-N-G-E-A-T-C, the number 3.org. Or call us at 704-821-7368. Covenant Community Church, where the truth is revealed.